We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome oh, back to another yeah. episode of No Other Pod. We are back with another hashtag Victory Pod. I'm Jimmy, babies. as always, with my co-host Daniel Kuzer. Dan, it is a good time, a good week, a good first forty percent of the season to be a Sporting KC fan. Man, oh man, let's just ride this for a week and a half, right? Let's let's have our last game be a win until we uh, play again, let's whenever that might be. <laughs> it was uh fourth of july so happy fourth one more time to all of the people who are out there celebrating hope you had a safe right. and fun fourth of july holiday i did see cool. a meme going around uh on the night of july 3rd and it was like today is the last day one of you reading this is gonna have 10 fingers oh my so god hopefully what? our listeners all still have 10 fingers well, I tell you what, I, I celebrated with all you fireworks numbskulls. I just went and lit a $100 bill on fire. That was <laughs> equally as entertaining than, than buying all those black cats and putting them down a sewer like I used to back in the day. Were there uh, a lot of fireworks going on around your house? Shouldn't have been because uh, Johnson County does not. Say. But guess what? Everyone is a rule breaker and needs to go to prison, <laughs> but the cops aren't going to bother. But no. let me tell you a quick fireworks story, my friend. When I was younger, I lit a freaking firecracker in my hand and See? i i launched it right i launched it it went in my stepbrother's shirt oh and no pops on his chest oh no now his reaction made me laugh so hard oh, like no. i had zero empathy i thought it was so funny and i about got my ass kicked yeah. <laughs> is his chest still in one piece uh, it is just a little pop in there. His father was mad. I was like, okay, well, you're not, you're not even my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I like fireworks. I, I don't get off on like setting off fireworks. Like that's not my thing. Yeah. I can enjoy watching fireworks, but I'm not one of those dudes who like, I need to go buy a bunch of fireworks and light it. Like I'm sitting it's here. It's like a bomb. And when you light the wick, that's a bomb, bro. Right. And now you got to hoof it out of there. So our neighborhood does fireworks pretty crazy. And we just get seats, put them in our driveway and watch the show unfold around us. We don't have to go to like a professional show or anything. Our neighbors go ham with the fireworks. What about your cats? They do not like it, but yeah. I think so it's just better. leave them inside to molt? They, no, they a, just, they try to sleep through it. It's, it's not as bad as like a dog. I think dogs freak out more. 
Well, if they don't um, like it, they're like, who's outside? I'm going to kill them. <laughs> yeah. We had our, our niece and nephew over with our, our family and, um, you know, they had a good time, but they, they enjoyed setting off the fireworks, but I'm here, you know, they brought off some of the little things that you, you can set off on the ground. Like we didn't have really Ooh. any of the big ones, just the ones the like, little exactly. Spin real Love fast them. on the ground. Fountains, bro. My scared ass has these little, little ground bloom flowers. They're called all they do is spin. And I'm sitting there with the lighter and I'm like, I light it and I'm like sprinting away for this little thing. All of this is just spinning on the ground in one spot, not even flying all over the place. So no Roman candle wars or anything. Well, huh? our neighbor over here oh, setting sure. off damn bottle rockets that you can't tell where the hell they're going to fly. So it comes out and it starts going immediately left or right. And I was like, I swear to God, if me or one of my little niece or nephews gets hit in the face with a damn rocket because yep. our neighbor's shooting them off, I'm not going to be happy. Shut it down. That's when you fill up two pitchers of water and you go dump it on their pile of fireworks. <laughs> Enjoy your fourth, dickheads. Yeah. Like that's, I was, I was fully ready to do it. I was like, you want to be illegal? <laughs> you want to be illegal out here in Johnson County? I don't recall you doing this last year. You're not new neighbors. So what changed? I didn't, I didn't get it. I was about to take jugs. Would that have been weird? It might hey have been guys, I weird. brought lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool. I mean, our neighborhood, like I said, they, they do it pretty well. And especially the houses down the street, there's some teenagers that are down there and we just like, it was su such a good show this year that like our entire street ended up clapping at the end of it. Cause it was like a professional oh. show basically. Miniature Disney so, world over on yeah. the summit there. That's right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I always thought of you as like a snake guy. I oh, thought no. you're like, uh, you light them up snakes in that same vein. I'm like, Jimmy probably played with a slinky when he was a kid, slinky snakes, kind of the same yeah. uh, fun, but mundane activity. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a slinky, but I don't think that was my main thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, what I did like, I Kazoos? wanted one. <laughs> no, I did play the recorder, not the kazoo, but you know, that thing you, you see them, your science teacher would always have it. It has like the steel balls and you pull one and then it shows oh, physics, sure. how it like it rocks back and forth and hits the end. Loved it those all the time. The hell out of you. Oh my God. I would play with those all the time. You grab what two and you do needle? it and then it does two inertia. What about the plate though? The plate <laughs> of needles where you like put your face. Oh, those in. were fun. Those were fun. Unless you hurt yourself. Yeah, I liked those too. So, Close your eyes. <laughs> uh, but a happy Fourth of July. What better way to celebrate our nation? Oh man! Than a sporting Kansas City victory. What the heck happened? Were we expecting it? I well, you can go back last week and you can hear what I expected, and it was not a victory. Even at halftime, were we expecting it? Absolutely I mean, not. This is crazy, dude. I'm I am pleasantly ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we are going to talk about the entire game and everything that happened and what it means and our thoughts and all that. Uh, but first, we're at 199 ratings. What is that about? 199 ratings. We asked last week. We wanted to get to 200. And a couple of y'all came through. A couple of y'all came through. But we yep. need at least one more. But let's, let, you know what? Let's set our sights bigger than 200. Let's get to 300. Yeah. Have you liked it yet? <laughs> uh, yes. I have, have, I have rated our own. I have rated our own podcast. I did give it a five stars. That'd be very funny. If have you haven't liked our own. I, <laughs> I think I did. Initially okay, good. I was very excited to have something yeah. cool. Yeah. So if you have not, I know there are more of you out there. I see the download numbers. I know how many yeah. of y'all listen. There's more than 200 it. of you. So get out there, pull out your phone. If you don't have an Android phone, or if you don't have an iPhone, excuse me, and you have an Android phone, find a friend, a neighbor, a random person mm. on the street who has an iPhone, say, hey, let me have your phone for a second and go rate it on their phone. Yep. Back in the day, I did ask everyone I uh, worked with, I was like, hey, 
I need you to do something for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we appreciate all y'all who have done that. Uh, help us get to 200 and we will love you forever. For the Almost. record, that was an office of like four people. So it wasn't like <laughs> 20. Artificially it wasn't 23 ratings or anything. It, was, yeah. it wasn't padded that much. Yeah. I wonder uh, how many people who listen who work for the club who listen. Because we know if you're out there, you work for the club, oh, you're listening. Yeah. Have y'all rated it? I feel you, Peter. Ratings. Ratings. Are you on your HTC or are you on an Apple phone? Peter. What do you got? We hear you. You're out there listening. Uh, what's Kitman on right now? Is he on, uh, is he on an Apple phone? Or? Kitman, get on it. Give us that rating. So he's on a Samsung. Brennan. It's unfortunate. Brennan, <laughs> I know you got the iPhone. We text. <laughs> but before we move into this LA Galaxy game, we got to talk about Manscaped. Y'all oh. know it's coming every single week. It's here, man. And Dan's Bro, got the Dan's got the read. I got the read, man. Summer's summer's here. Okay. Here. The summer solstice. It's hot. All right. It's 90 degrees every day. Are you guys ready to unveil your beach bob? Are you? Because you're not. in luck. Our, <laughs> our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or your six pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas or ladies. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and at checkout, enter no other pod at the checkout. All right, that's going to give you 20% off. First of all, this is awesome, okay? I use Manscaped at least once a week, by the way. Mm-hmm. The whole performance package, the carrying case, the freaking, the, the lotions, the shaving gel. It's time to bundle up with the whole thing, man, with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. All right, first off, the new performance package 4.0 includes the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer's insane, and dare I say, the goat, the LeBron James of ball trimmers? The goat. Yeah, I said it. Their fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Don't ever turn it off. It's great. Put, <laughs> make a show. All right. Make it a, a production. You can also use it as a flashlight if you want to, and you'll feel safe because you have a little trimmer. <laughs> so, oh who's there <laughs> you caught me you caught me trimming that'll that'll ward off intruders just come at them that's right <laughs> hey did i mention this trimmer's waterproof too in the shower or in the wild and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use Crop Reviver. Just two little spritzes. Do it all the time. Spritz, spritz. Little spritz right on the testes. 
Manscaped <laughs> even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. All right? If you guys yet to do this, get, get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and entering no other pod at checkout. That's 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and putting no other pod in the checkout promo code. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Hell yeah. Go I'm do such it. such a fast reader, dude. I'm so fast. It was great. My father's an auctioneer. I'm pretty good. Is that a real thing? Yeah. I did not know that. Or if yeah, I did, I forgot. Yeah. Can and you his, do uh, it? His, I'm probably good, but I, you know, I grew up kind of hating it because whenever he had an auction, <laughs> he was always stressed out and I'd go hide in my room and, you know, play video games. Opened up some more feelings there than I expected. Yeah, I didn't want to cause shit. I'm like, okay, clearly the auction didn't do well today, so I'm going to go hide. Wow. Yeah. You know, one of those things. But <laughs> I would, by the way, I was just at his pool on Sunday and I was just asked to, uh, to be his second in command because the guy who is second in command has fallen ill and he's getting older and had to ask to yeah. step back. And I'm like, mm, uh, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, help out the family or two do something you hate <laughs> so is that second in command are you the guy like pointing as like people raise their hand and you're like that guy, no, anyone can catch a bid man that's that's jump change all right anyone can catch okay a bid. but you know it'd be it'd be the guy that auctioneers half the time like dad can't do it for a whole four or five hour auction ah. you know, you'd, you'd alternate and stuff and and i could and i'd be good i'd be funny you know, it'd be, a, it's, it'd turn into a stand up thing because yeah. I'd have a freaking microphone or something. See, I can't speak that fast. I'd just be like, yeah. So that's what it sounds like to me. Well, there's little books on it, dude. There's little tongue twisters, like a big brown bug, but a big brown bear, you know, things like that. It's just, just to get the, the, the lips flowing, you know. So I wasn't that far off with the mama say, mama samba makusa. Close, man. <laughs> i got books in my drawer and i'm like i'm not trying to i don't know that's hilarious saturday it takes it takes your saturday mornings away that, yeah it's true that's rough dude it's true well let's uh let's get into this la galaxy game a little bit because you know sporting kc caught a little bit of a break here i would say um this yeah. was a huge game as we talked about because coming into this game la galaxy was only two points behind sporting kc in the standings but they had two games in hand so this is almost yeah. an identical situation to what happened. Um, well, maybe they had one game in hand. At one point, they were two with two games in hand. Now they're only one game behind. But the, it was similar to what happened with Colorado, where it, this was kind of a big deal. Um, caught a little bit of a break because uh, MLS Golden Boot leader Javier Chitarito Hernandez did not play. I so, just, I, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, I think when, when I think everyone breathed. And did a big exhale when they were like, what? Like, yeah. he's he's not in the lineup? What? How is that happening? How, how do you feel? I mean, obviously, if you would tell me, hey, do you want to play the Galaxy with or without Chicharito this season? I'm like, without. Give, put Zubac in there, and I'm a lot less scared of the Galaxy than I am with Chicharito up there. But this is this has happened a few times now with Sporting KC this year, where we play a solid team. Well, LAFC wasn't that solid, but we catch them when they're star players, not in the lineup. So we, we get LAFC and Carlos Vela's not starting. He came in and played, but he didn't start. LA Galaxy, Chicharito's not even in the team selection. So, I mean, obviously you want to take the points, but but how much do you think you can really take from a game like this in terms of 
a litmus test knowing where Sporting KC stands against the rest of the West if their best players aren't playing. Well, we were missing Alan Polito for this game. It's true. So, like, I Very almost fair. feel like they canceled each other out, mm-hmm. gave us one snooze fest of a first half, <laughs> and then, you know, made it exciting there at the end with a couple guys getting on the score sheet for the first time this season. But I feel that, you know, the LAFC game, you know, we didn't really get to match up against Carlos Vela that well, but Luis Martins did have his hands full with Diego Rossi, like, mm-hmm. all game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, Johnny Russell had a quote at the end of this game, and I'm just going to paraphrase it. I don't think there's any need for me to look it up right now, Mm -hmm. but he said something like he was referencing the grit in this team and the the way to come back and how you can really grind out these tough games. And that's an example of a really good team. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're really good. And you're seeing that. Yeah. Um, You know, we'll, we'll see more. If that's, if that's the case, if we're really good and we're staying toe to toe with LAFC and winning, same with LA Galaxy and winning, then when we play San Jose in a week, uh, we should spank them to the moon, right? Like if we're that good, we should be able to put that on full display when we come back home next Wednesday. I mean, that would be the logical thing. And then is MLS is MLS. Uh, no, it's two weeks. Two Wednesdays from today. Are we off for two weeks? Yeah, because we got the Gold Cup all next week. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's no SKC soccer for two weeks now. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? a week off, just a little bitty break, but no. no. That could be rough, man, going into that. We've always talked about this. Every year we do this podcast, we're like, you got momentum. Mm-hmm. This could be nice to have a break, or is it going to be too much of a break? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at least it's not catching SKC at the worst time because Polito, even though he's going to the Gold Cup, like he probably was going to miss another game or two with his foot injury. Why is he and- dummy? Can he play? Well, Peter, I, there was a quote from Peter. I forget. I'll have to try to find it. But basically, it was it. It he was like, we were very clear with Mexico. Like, he needs to be fully healthy again before he gets in there. Like, do not send him in there only to re-aggravate an injury or have the stitches open up or something, and then we end up being the ones to pay the price. Polito has to know that too, though, right? I mean, he's an adult, and he knows how his foot feels and heals. Yeah. Like he's been injured before. I would think Polito would. Say no, I'm not ready. I would hope. I'm sure Peter and the training staff have had a conversation with Polito that said we're we're the supporters' shield leaders in terms of points right now. We're in first place in the West, and we have yeah. a big game with Seattle coming up in a couple of weeks. Do coming not on a halfway point, man. Do not risk further injury and set yourself back. I mean, it's the Gold Cup. It's not the end all. It's not the World Cup. It'd be one thing if it was the World yeah. Cup or World Cup qualifier. Right. It's the gold cup. And I, I, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, like, why should I take my viewing pleasure of the gold cup seriously? If they're not going to take their roster selection seriously, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. seeing no Pulisic. I'm seeing no Chicharito in there. Like I, I'm very confused. That's because Pulisic's out there jumping into bodies of water off of boats with giant fish, giant fish. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? He didn't jump. Actually. He fell. He the, fell. the most graceful young soccer player fell down. Fell on top of a grouper that looked like it was about yeah. seven feet long and 600 pounds. Dare I say he flopped. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if, what would have happened? If you haven't seen the video, I, I tweeted it out from my, my personal Twitter. You can go find it. And we will talk about this LA Galaxy game here in a second. But since we're here already, what would happen if Christian Pulisic fell in the ocean and this giant ass fish like smacked him in the head or hit him, flailed or something? Because these things are strong. And chomped his hand off. Hurt leg. Christian Pulisic. 
because he fell in the water with a giant grouper because he's inexplicably trying to dribble a ball hanging off a boat over a fish that's already caught. Like, what are you trying to do? Assert your dominance over a fish by juggling a soccer ball over its head? My vegan heart hurt for one, because I'm like, wow, this fish is caught. And you're just, you're making fun of him. Second of all, (laughs) I just imagine Pulisic being like, this is great for the gram, bro. This would be great for the gram. I'm like, no, stop. Stop this gram nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like Zeus. He's not even on the gram. Graham's not on the gram. It would have been like a peak Florida man headline. Soccer player dies by grouper after falling into water while juggling soccer ball. Yep. Florida man died. Yeah. Florida man's on it, dude. So (laughs) anyway, now that we know what's going on with Christian Pulisic, instead of playing in the gold cup, it's it's I'm telling (laughs) you that's, but do, am I wrong in saying that? Why should I be so invested in, in something that, the coaches aren't even that the staff's not even that invested in. I mean, it's a very MLS heavy roster. What they're saying is between this and the nation's league, they were looking at it as like one big roster trying to evaluate the entire talent pool ahead of world cup qualifying. I get it. But also like this very clearly is not our a team, which I feel bad saying because Gianluca Luca Buzio's first time on the team, but um, you know, there's no, Tyler Adams, there's no Weston McKinney, there's no Christian Pulisic, there's no Josh Sargent, there's no Serginio Dest, like there's no Timothy Weah. Yeah. All well, of this the will people... sell tickets though, having Busio there. People who were who oh, were yeah. maybe on the fence about coming to the games at Children's Mercy Park, I bet they bought tickets right when he was announced. Could be his last games in Children's Mercy Park. We don't know. True. We yeah. don't know. We never know when uh never know when that transfer is going to happen because it could honestly happen at, at a moment's notice at any time. So yeah. we'll, we shall see. Um, but let's, let's get back. I do want to talk a little bit more about the gold cup later, maybe, but let's talk about this LA galaxy game. Um, no Chicharito, no Alan Polito. And pretty quickly in like the you know fourth minute, it was pretty clear that LA Galaxy, they were, you know, they were pressing high. Um, they stole the ball deep from us. Victor Vasquez had a, a pretty decent chance at a, a, a goal scoring opportunity. There was a cross and he just kind of, um, for some reason, he tried to hit it with his right foot instead of his left foot. He hit it with the outside of it. It went away from outside the net. That was the first real goal scoring opportunity. Honestly, if you look at the, the stats, um, and it's weird because that goal is not even in MLSsoccer.com's highlight package. But if you look at their stats, and this is really cool, MLS Soccer is doing expected goals this year. That was, in terms of XG, LA's best opportunity of the game. That chance right there had an XG really? of about 0.6, which is very, very high. Um, they couldn't convert it. But Tim Melia, man, was a man out of his mind. Just overall, you know, he had a save in the 33rd minute off of a set piece because Sporting continued to have trouble off set pieces. Um, he had another save um, just, you know, 30 seconds later in the 34th minute where um, a ball gets blasted off of him. And then he makes another save. It goes just between his legs and almost goes into the net, but it sneaks just outside the post. Just yeah. your thoughts on Melia in the first half. Well, my thoughts are, I had to watch the first half after I watched the second half because 
my alarm that I set. <laughs> I set an alarm to take a little nap nap and I woke up an hour later than that. So I was able to come in right at halftime, which sounds like the better choice if you were to pick one of the two halves to watch. Yeah. Um, my wife, Marissa, she was scrolling Twitter. She's like, um, sounds like Amelia had a hell of a half though, but everything else was pretty boring. <laughs> uh, anyways, I watched the first half afterwards. So I got to bed at like 12, 20 or whatever in the morning. But it was, it, it was ultimately boring, right? I mean, it's, we didn't create much, not like we're used to seeing the sporting team create. Um, and the yeah. Galaxy were coming, dude. It was, it was one of those feelings like what, when that happens in a game, they're just knocking on the door. They're knocking on the door and a goal is going to happen. You just felt that it was. And the fact that it didn't is largely due to Tim Milia. He came up strong. That's his most saves he's had this year. Yeah. And that's, that's a big deal, man. Rightfully made team of the week. Uh, everyone's saying he, he should have been player of the week. I, I don't disagree with that. I didn't watch yeah. the other games because screw everyone else. <laughs> but I just, you know, you gotta, you gotta be happy that he's back there. If you're yeah. his defender, midfielder, whatever, you're, you're happy that he's in goal. It's kind of uh, maybe making a point since he was not brought into the U.S. men's national team roster. Uh, maybe being like hey man you're not gonna pull me in let me show you what i can do and at this point it's yeah. clear he's never gonna get that shot it's but. clear but also while the paycheck's probably nice extra little bonus isn't it kind of nice to also have two weeks off of training maybe he goes back to new york you know uh sees family and stuff takes a little yeah. vacation man people get out of here yeah that's i true. don't know how much the other countries are opening up i don't know if people can really leave yet you know yeah it varies by by location but yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was certainly a boring first half in terms of sporting KC offensive output. Um, there were moments of, of, I would say it was a nerve-wracking first half because there were clearly spurts and moments where it's like the Galaxy are going to score. There's no way they're not going to score. You know, right. that that chance when, what's his name, Grandzier, um, their, their winger, who was linked mm-hmm. to sporting KC for a bit, um, when he when he gets it just under Amelia's legs, and even though Amelia got a piece of it, it just that's luck, that's man. Crazy, and it just goes just outside the post. It's just like, man, didn't we talk serious shit on that guy? Like now that he's there, and we came into their house and did that to them, I'm yeah. just so happy. I'm. It, it, you got to be like, hey, you know, you could have came and been on on this team, but nah, man, you're stuck here with these schmucks. Well, I remember being pissed about him when we were linked to him because he's a left winger and we were linked yeah. to a bunch of left wingers because at the time we didn't know what sort of form Daniel shallow. He was going to be in a lot of people, myself included, were saying left wing is the most glaring offensive need in the team right now. It was. Yeah. And so we were linked to him and there were then reports of, eh, he doesn't want to leave Europe. He wants to stay in Europe. Okay, fine. Two weeks later, signing with the LA galaxy. It's like, ah, Let, that's fine. Let him stay in a place where, where the fans will turn on you. Uh, when you have a bad game, <laughs> they will. Yeah. We, if you have a bad game in Kansas City, we're like, here we go, here we go. You know, we just keep cheering for you. Yeah. If you have a bad game in LA, you get booed, you get stuff thrown on you. It's freaking embarrassing. So yeah. have a good time. So shout out to Tim Melia. Um, you know, he had a hell of a hell of a game. Seven saves, hell of a first half. Um, second half, Sporting KC looked a little bit better. Hey, how many saves were in the first half? Oh, I want to say five. See, that's crazy. That I, I almost thought all of them were like, that's how it felt. You know what I mean? 
because it really was a tale of two halves. It was crazy. Yeah, it's hard to really know. Um, let's see here. Oh, oh gosh. Props to Allie Trost, too, for her big uh, first away game. Rocking yeah, the she was out there, there. Uh, on the sidelines. I, I, I'd say she was awesome, but that would sound like I'm surprised. You know, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of her thing. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, shout out to her. She did a great job. Um, late in the second half, this is when Sport and KC really started to come alive. And, you know, you're getting to the 75th, 80th minute, and you're starting to think, okay, at this point, if we get out of there with a point, a road draw against a good MLS team, a pretty solid LA Galaxy team, not the end of the world. 80th minute, Gianluca Buzio off of a set piece, which, man, him on set pieces in dangerous spots, this might be one of the best aspects of his game this year in particular. He is slinging these crosses in and just putting them right on the perfect spot. Yeah. And he does it here to Roger Espinoza who flicks it on and Jonathan Bond, shout out to him, the, the galaxy keeper here, somehow pushes that ball just away. Not a shout out to Andre Fontes, who from point blank range heads the ball directly into the post. <laughs> that was so frustrating, dude. That's insane. Like just, I don't even know what happened. Like, was he unaware of where he was or just misjudged it? But he almost hit his head on the post. Mm -hmm. It was one of those where like, you watch it and you're like, I know I'd look even stupider if I was trying to do this because it's all happening split seconds. This is fast twitch muscle yeah, type reaction. Sure. But I, mean, I would have made it, but it's fine. He is literally two feet in front of the net and somehow it hits off his head and hits a post at point blank range when there is not a galaxy player within five yards yeah. of him. At that point in the game, you're like, we deserve the draw. Right. Right. We're, you're we're like, done. let's just take it and go home. If it's not happening there, it's not happening because right. that was that was the the shot that was not only Sporting KC's best chance in the game according to the expected goals. It was the best chance by either team according to expected goals. So that's a big stat for people, by the way. I'll never really understand it how it's put together, but uh, a lot of people like to talk about expected goals. Is that new? I feel like it's only been talked about in the last couple of years. It's gotten more prominent in the last couple yeah. of years. You know, you've heard me talk about it before on here. I mean, it's basically sure. a, a um, on any given shot, the percentage chance that that shot ends up as a goal is is sort of the, okay, the rough yeah. definition. So if if an um, a shot has an xG of of point three, essentially. It's a little more complicated, but basically what it's saying is there's about a 30% chance of, of that shot turning into a goal at any given time. Hmm. So the highest um, shot XG is basically 0 0.8 because that's what a penalty kick is. It's about 80% chance that it goes in. So that translates to a 0.8% XG or 0.8 XG. Um, you add it all up and then you get a rough tally. You know, if you look at the XG for this game, LA Galaxy 1.9, SKC 1.7. Now, in my view, and I think in, in a decent number of people's view, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that LA should have scored exactly two goals and SKC should have scored exactly two goals. You know, it's a rough approximation, but XG doesn't also necessarily take into account um, certain things like game states and whatnot. So it's not I'm, I'm boring people too much with the stats talk right now. Yeah, but, I mean, so there's a bunch of dorks putting together numbers. We got it. It's it's a rough, you know, 
and, and, you know, Chad Smith and I from Blue Testament, we had a little bit of a back and forth because we were viewing the stats a little differently and, and that's fine. People view them different ways. I, I look at it as like, you know, okay. You're if SKC, we, we had a little Twitter back, but it wasn't an argument. We just, he was using the XG stats one way. I, I was thinking of it a different way, but you know, backup. <laughs> come get him. three days later. He probably um, don't even have a second shot yet. <laughs> uh, he did tell me he, he was at the press box the last game. He's like, I got my second shot so we can hang out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he remembers. So hang out. Um, I just, you know, if SKC have a, a, an XG of 1.7 and LA have an, an XG of 1.9, Basically, what that's saying is this game was closer than SKC winning 2-0. SKC performed about as you would expect offensively, and we either way overperformed defensively or LA Galaxy way underperformed offensively. In this case, yeah. I think it's we probably overperformed defensively because you look at Tim Melia and what he did. This was more of a case yeah. of Melia overperformed. The Galaxy offense got a little unlucky. doesn't always okay. work out that way, but that's okay. how it is. So hope you're all taking notes at home, a little crash course and uh, expected goals. I'm just expecting handsomeness is kind of my thing. You know? But if, uh, if you go to, um, I've plugged them before, but AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com, they have a bunch right. of really good explanations as to what all these advanced stats are. The ASA, so, absolutely. Go check out ASA. Um, but, you know, okay. So um, Bond stops. Um, Timelia, or not Timelia, Andre Fontes from, well, he didn't really stop Fontes. He stopped Roger, but then Fontes couldn't convert it. So at that point, you're like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it's not happening. Like a minute later, and this goal, Johnny's the one who scores this goal, but I want to give all the credit in the world to Felipe Hernandez on this Mm. goal because he was like a bulldog out there. This is where that Roger Espinosa mold kind of comes in. We're pressing, we're pressing. Kyrie's way up at the top trying to force a mistake. Felipe Hernandez playing way up high in the midfield forces a galaxy turnover. Johnny Russell takes it just outside the box, takes a shot. Bond punches it right back to Johnny Russell. And this header, this rainbow of a header that goes like 15 yards in the air, perfectly into the opposite corner of the net. This takes some serious skill for Johnny Russell to do off of a punch like that and just basically chip the keeper off his head. One zero sporting KC. This does not make sense to me. It didn't make <laughs> sense. When it happened, I was like, oh, my God, what a save from the guy. Oh, my God, what a header. What just happened? Uh, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. How you sprint to get your own rebound and there's not a defender in front of you right away like you had free reign to do that. What a, what a way to freaking get on the 2021 score sheet. Yeah. First goal of the year for the captain. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't believe that. Now on it, obviously Johnny, that's his job. He said it in the post game. He's like, it's my job is to, you know, score goals and to set up goals. Mm-hmm. And he has set up goals this year. Absolutely. Uh, as we saw him go into the, the hockey boards that, that one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just head over heels into over. the audience. But uh, you know, getting on in this fashion, hot damn. Like, can that be nominated for goal of the week? Is that, is it, it should Not be flashy enough. I mean, it felt maybe that doesn't count because it, you know, was mainly just a header. It does, they're not going to count the deflection. I I don't know. It it should be, man. I mean, it was it was a but hell they won't of a goal. do it until the week's over, right? Because it they 
there's midweek yeah. games this week, right? Probably that who, they make up the rules. They did two team of the weeks last week. They did. And I'm like, what? Well, it's th- every three days is a new week. I don't, <laughs> what am I doing? Am I speeding up time and, uh, and Starcraft? What, we need, <laughs> we need to, uh, we need to send a lodge another formal complaint with the league and maybe they can read that one on extra time as they, yes, you know, let's get it. No other pods getting some serious, uh, publicity on extra time. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did not take our complaint seriously or our listeners' complaint seriously the first time. And, you know, at some point, you're going to have to start talking SKC. People were mad sure. again. I don't know if you saw because Doyle put up his, like, observations from the week or whatnot, and Sporting was, like, relegated to, like, a mention in a section that was more about the LA Galaxy. Terrible, and people dude. were like, Terrible. You do not treat the second place <laughs> in the power rankings that way. We're number yeah. two in the power rankings. Yeah. And even in the power rankings, it says, but they should be number one. Why does it say that? Shouldn't we just be number one then? Instead of putting us at number two and saying we should be on top? Yeah. How do yeah. you do that? It's uh I want to smash Seattle so bad. I want to <laughs> smash them, bro. I'm shaking in my chair right now. I want to smash them. Yeah. It's um I have some friends who are Seattle fans and they do Why? not take sporting KC seriously right now because they say sporting just simply hasn't played anyone. And the people that oh they have my. played are without, you know, LAFC without Vela, the galaxy without Chicharito. Um, I get don't know. New friends, dude, get new friends. Why do you have <laughs> that negativity in your life, bro? New friends, new friends. You have uh, at least 200 listening to you right now. <laughs> Probably a thousand. Actually. We've seen the download numbers. It's a thousand. Yeah. It's um, I don't know. It, it's such a weird all right go fund me jimmy's friends let's get a... <laughs> is that how it works <laughs> yeah it's you know i think seattle if you ask me which team in the league are you most scared of it's seattle i don't know that i'm scared of them i think we can go toe-to-toe with them when we're at full strength it's not um, like they have jordan morris and and they've been without ladero for a little bit haven't they i think too yeah, so, I think so it's um you know it's interesting we'll see um we play them, I think, the week after we play San Jose, I want to say. Isn't it? Isn't or is it, it just uh, a few days after San Jose? Is it not in August? We play them in July. Oh. So I know. I know. Oh, we have... yeah, yeah. It's the 25th. Yeah. The 25th. Yeah. So where I'm like, do uh, should, should I go to Seattle on the 25th? <laughs> I did, well, one of my friends who's a Sounders fan, he was like, come to Seattle and get us tickets. I was like, I can't make it work on that short notice. Uh, don't but. don't act like you're doing me a favor, you fake Seattle friend. Sporting Kansas City <laughs> is the only club that gives free tickets to away matches. Yeah. So be like, I don't need your charity. I'm coming already. I might try I'm to. Mad. I'm mad at your friends I've never even met. <laughs> we'll see. That octo- Look at octo- my brow. I'm I furled. See. It's furrowed. Very furled. It's, furrowed? Is it, is it furled? I thought it was furrowed. Right. I'm just making shit up. Probably, well, probably no, you're, you might be right. Brow is furloughed, bro. Furled brow, that is uh, right. Oh no! What? It, it, well, it's furl or furrow. Apparently, look at us! Look at us being right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, furrow is used to express worry or something as an action. Furl, furl is the act of lowering a sail and wrapping it around the mast to secure it. Yep, I did that. <laughs> but <laughs> so you lowered your brow, but you that was you it. Know, it's uh, apparently, well, I learned something new. It's apparently furrow your brow, but it's pretty common for people to say furl your brow. So, I love, hey, dude, I'm always learning. Do you know there's two ways to say mischievous? <laughs> yeah, put out, a, put out a poll on that. How do you say mischievous? Yeah. Mischievous. 
Oh my God, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> How is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Where's the E-S? Where's the E in there? Mischievous. Doesn't make sense, man. You failed spelling. Well, I did in fourth grade. I failed a spelling <laughs> test and I got held in from recess and my friends started a petition to free me and let me go to recess, to which my teachers me. promptly took, said thank you and ignored and kept me in for recess. That's a true Man. story. Well, I was spelling bee champ of the school, but couldn't go to the city competition. So there's yeah. that. Apparently I had better friends in fourth grade than I do now. So that started true. a petition for me in fourth grade. That's pretty phenomenal. Let's start a petition to get Jimmy new friends that don't live in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Um, Johnny Russell puts that goal away. And, you know, at that point, it's, there's 10 minutes left plus stoppage. It's nerve wracking. This feels like a vintage sporting KC. We're going to let up a goal in the 93rd and a half minute. And it's going to be, they were coming. They brought all 10 players. They were coming. Yeah, it was, it was scary. Um, and you know, they, they sent in a cross late in the game. Buzio of all people who's back there at the six. Sends it up forward, finds Kyrie closer to midfield, and uh, he turns on the Jets, dude, and he runs right yeah. past the two Galaxy defenders. And this might be my favorite thing that happened all game. Out, well, the Felipe Hernandez steal is pretty up there, but Kyrie does just a little hip fake and sends Jonathan Barr down on the ground, taps around him, easy peasy, 2-0 Sporting KC, icing on the cake. Dude, the camera angle, you really couldn't see Kyrie's fake out at all. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, the goalkeeper fell down. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but Busio, it wasn't even so much uh, an assist as it was a block. Like, yeah. it was almost an interception, and it was just a clearance. It was and a clearance. it just happened to go to Kyrie. So, yeah. But Busio gets the assist for that. I don't think he meant to do that, in my opinion. I think he just meant, oh, Kyrie's up there somewhere. I'll just clear it. Yeah, that's one of those where... To me, that feels like that should be an unassisted goal. That feels like rec league soccer. If I were to clear it from my line and my fast <laughs> forward happens to take it and score. And I'm like, man, that's an assist for me. It's an assist. I got it. Man, I did that. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, the Kyrie fake, I mean, you can see on the replay, if you go watch it on MLSsoccer.com, um, it's a fantastic little, little fake that he, he oh, just, just does it enough to get barred down on the ground. He's full of that cuteness, man. He'll, he'll. He'll He's, make people stumble over. Kyrie's full of that cuteness. He'll get Quote, cute with you, dude. Dan Cuser. Kyrie will get cute with you. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one's going to be the podcast episode title. Uh, cute Kyrie. <laughs> cute Kyrie. It's cute with um, a K, baby. <laughs> cute with a K. That's the podcast <laughs> title right there. Now you'll know. I'm writing it down. You can, you can hear me write it down so I don't forget. You keep cute a notepad there for with, these things? Uh, well, no, I just have random paper on my desk here that I just wrote it down. So um, sometimes I do that. I never know what I'm going to say at the end of the podcast. So I'm like, uh, write <laughs> something down on my PNC bank post a note. <laughs> but 2-0 Sporting KC. We take first place based on points and uh, Sporting Shield standings. Uh, well, based on points. Technically, it's based on uh, wins, I think, because the wins, we yes. and, uh, and, and Seattle are, are yeah, I mean, we have more spot. wins, but um, they have more points per game, but mm. you know, that's okay. Sporting Whatever. KC are sitting atop the supporter shield standings. They lead the league in goals. They lead the league in expected goals in goals per match in shots per match in chances created per match and big chances, which is a new stat I learned about. I did not know what big chances was before they tweeted this. So 
I knew um, nothing about that. It's I looked it up. It's basically like a chance where somebody is moderately or little covered and a reasonable person would expect them to score it's kind of a subjective squishy stat dude i want to be a statistician like say you and me are statisticians we're just sitting there and you're like okay put that down as a chance i'm like no bro that's a big chance you're like really that seems like a regular chance no man big chance put that's it down a big chance what the f <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst so but sporting kc or feel you know going into the gold cup break i'm feeling pretty good yeah, no, I, I absolutely. And the my only concern is that taking this long break screws up rhythm. Uh, but I'm also happy in a in an injury sense that you know, EC's working his way back, dude. He came in at the end of the game to be mm-hmm. like a fifth uh, fifth defender back there. You know, I believe took out a forward and put in a defender. Yeah, it's, um, I love it. I mean, we're getting people back. We're we're starting to get people back. Um, I don't know if he starts over Ilya. I don't know what the you know what that curve is we have a question from connor bateman um if buzio misses a game or two because of the gold cup we'll see how it goes but let's say he, buzio misses time because of the gold cup or yeah if buzio gets sold let's take it there too do you think Ilya will move back into the midfield i love him at center back more than the number six but ec yeah. is a guy who i want to see on the field again and he should be given his salary he makes too much money yeah you gotta gotta do it right well but- maybe if he's better i mean whoever's better in training if if peter likes the pairing of fontas and Ilya at center back he's salary be damned he's gonna stick with fontas and Ilya at center back i mean for sure do you guys know what busio's making for salary right now it's it's not andreu fontas money it's not alan polito money and yet he's one of the best players on the field well, and I think the thing that we should look to and the reason we know that Peter's not going to put EC on the field just because he gets paid a lot is Andre Fontes. Dude got yeah. paid a million dollars a year for the last couple of years to ride the bench. True. So Peter don't give a shit what your salary is if you're not the best player to be on the field at a time. No. So I, what I'd be more interested in is if he thinks EC pairing with Fontes and Ilya at the six gives them the best chance to win, he's going to do that. You know but what he might also think is the best chance what? to win is Ilya and Fontas at center back and Remy Walter at the six because Walter's sure. going to come back too. Well, Walter's still hurt a little bit. Uh, maybe the couple of weeks give him some time to mm-hmm. come back. But if if Ilya, if that's the only option, then yeah, you got to throw Ilya in at the six. Yeah. You have to. If Remy Walter's not ready to roll, then you have to. Yeah. Uh, I like seeing Ilya play like this. You know, being in a contract year, I don't want to see him go anywhere. I like him a lot. He's like probably my best friend. Uh, <laughs> we got to go so eat barbecue with him. We're probably going to get barbecue soon. You know, that's a thing. Patrick, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really interesting idea, the evolution of Ilya in his career to move back from the number six to center back as he continues to age and get older because I mean, center backs do it. don't have to be as fast as midfielders have to be. So no. No, not at Possible. all. And, and Ilya's got, I, I don't want to say he's got size because he's not the beefiest looking dude in the world, but he is uh, somewhat taller mm-hmm. uh, for, for a midfielder, you know? So mm-hmm. he's just got that vision, dude. It's all about vision too. And mm-hmm. the fact that they can be two Spaniards back there, just running that back line. It's just, I, I'm really enjoying watching him back there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, 
Jacob Letourneau had, had a question along the similar lines, um, you know, with Bouzier getting called up, how do you want SKC to handle the six? And then he basically said, move Sanchez back up or fill in with Remy or any other options. Here's the other option. And I would not discount this option, um, especially with Gianluca Buzio likely being on the move if Sporting KC cannot get a loan back option for the rest of the season. That'll be primary option number one, get Gianluca Buzio back for a loan for the rest of the year. Let's assume that that doesn't happen for a second. They sell Buzio by the end of this month. He goes over to Italy or wherever he's going, and he's not with Sporting KC anymore. Suddenly, Sporting KC have a little bit of a depth issue at number six again. That was the, one of the positions to start the year where we were like, we're not really sure. It's Ilya and Walter, but Walter maybe, maybe not at, at the six. Maybe he's more of an eight. Buzio dropped back and kind of locked hold of that position. But if Buzio goes away, now we're sort of back in that same position. What if Sporting KC take some of that Buzio money and reinvest it and buy a new number six to fill on that spot if they don't if they want Ilya to stay at center back and they don't think it can only be Walter because starting today Wednesday July seventh the MLS secondary transfer window is open. That's yeah, so that's not we'll a bad see. thing to to think about. We'll see. I've seen no rumors, but it's uh, it's possible. So <laughs> we shall see. Um, Daniel Gooden asked a, a couple of things here. Um, do you think extra time could do a whole podcast without talking about the coastal teams? That's a big old no. It's That's, not going to yeah, happen. That can't happen. And then he said, which nickname do you like for Daniel Shallowy more? The Hungarian Assassin or Showtime Shallowy? Mm, I mean, we've, you know, the sh- Showtime's kind of been put on Patrick Mahomes for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Hungarian Assassin sounds... It <laughs> like sounds kind of goofy, right? Like that's what that's what Botan Barat was. He looked like yeah. the Hungarian assassin. Yeah, or he was, was the Hungarian hitman. That was our term for him. Yeah, yeah, Hungarian hitman because he had the bald head. But yeah. all he missed was the the bar barcode tattoo. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, if I got to choose one or the other, I'm going to pick Hungarian assassin. But yeah. you know, if we could we could find something else, let's let's work on that and workshop it with Nate a little bit. You know, yeah. I think, um, I don't know if it was Nate. I think it was someone on the ESPN broadcast a few weeks ago who called him Showtime Shallowy. And he, he almost certainly stole it from Patrick Holmes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, dude, he's got, oh, give me time. I'll get something. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Eric Martinez says, if someone told me going into the Austin match that we would get 10 points out of the next 15 over those five matches – I wouldn't think to believe in that. Do you think we can match 10 points in the next five matches given the schedule we have? And now let me go ahead and read you what the next oh, yeah. five matches are. So oh, you can, I got them. You got them right there. Well, I mean, you got San Jose. Yep. I would at home. That's, you would think that's three points, correct? I would like to think so. Then you got to go to Seattle, which is a little okay. scary. Yeah. Then you come back home to FC Dallas. Okay, that's that should be three points. Should be. Then you got to go to LAFC, who's going to have revenge on their belts, mm-hmm. right? What do you have? Is that four matches? Uh, yeah, Colorado would be the fifth one. Okay, so you got three then road they games. They probably don't even come back. They probably don't even come back to KC and just go straight to Colorado mm-hmm. from LA, wouldn't you think? Two days rest. Yeah, I think. So let's say you win those two home games because you should. 
So that's six points. Then you need to combine four points from three road games, Seattle, LAFC, and Colorado. Is it possible? Absolutely. Would I take it if we can do it? Hell yes. Yeah. Is it likely? Who knows? It's, it's, it's impossible endless. to say. Yeah. Um, LAFC could be finding their groove by August 4th, and they could suddenly become the LAFC that we all have kind of come to expect. Seattle is going to be a tough game. We could go into Seattle and win that game, or we could get run off the field. There's, there's a lot of options. So yeah, I know. I think if, is it possible Eric to get 10 in, in the next five matches? Absolutely. And I would be, I would take it. I would be very happy if we could. Yeah. hundred percent. So, and then this is an interesting one. Um, Sam Gleason asks, uh, this is a random question. Uh, big name Euro clubs do their off-season exhibition tours through the U.S. sometimes. If Sporting KC were to do an off-season tour, where would you want them to go, both considering teams they could play and where it might be fun to follow them around like groupies? So I think, you know, we know that they do their preseason in Arizona. They're not ever going to travel out of the country. They're not a big enough draw. But, but suspending disbelief here for a second. If Sporting KC could travel around and, and play some teams from a given country or league or whatnot, where, where would you like them to see? What would be most fun for you as a fan to watch that happen? Oh, as a fan, I mean, why wouldn't you, uh, you know, put it on put it on the types of players that you have on the team? I mean, wouldn't it be cool to go have uh, do a little something in Hungary or, uh, you know, head over to Scotland and Johnny's mm-hmm. world? Um, you know, it'd be it'd be different you know, hit up, hit up Spain or something. Yeah. It's suspending disbelief though. Like I'm laughing at myself for even saying this stuff. Right. So it just feels silly. The obvious answer is England. I want to go play Manchester United, at, you know, sure. Old Trafford and I want to go play at Wembley and whatnot. I do not want to go as a fan in a groupie traveling around England in February because it's going to be cold as hell and rainy and it's not going to be fun. So yeah, it rains there all the time. It does, but I, you know, I'd rather go and, you know, like send me there in August when it's a little warmer and it's not going to be cold and, and depressing. Yeah. Now, if I want to follow somebody around like groupies, you said Spain. That's not a bad idea. In February, go to Spain, go to some of those Spanish beach towns, have, have a nice little warm vacation, do some fun stuff, eat some great food, go watch yeah. and play some, some of the bigger name clubs in Spain. It's not, it's not a bad option. Yeah. So as, as a person with dietary restrictions, I prefer an English speaking country, uh, you know, <laughs> so I can say what I need, yeah. but uh, it is what it is. I also think it'd be fun. Um, Germany would be real cool. Cause I think, you know, you could sure. go play some of those mid to lower table Bundesliga teams. You're still playing bigger teams. You, I mean, you can't play a Bayern Munich or a or Borussia Dortmund and reasonably expect to do well if they're playing their, their top players but you know being able to travel around a country like germany would be really cool too yeah so uh let's let's see here um the big story outside of sporting kc's uh win is is gianluca buzio coming up to um potentially make his u.s men's national team debut and uh you know, the first the first game is the United States versus uh, to be determined. We don't know yet. It's the a winner of a preliminary game. That's this upcoming Sunday, 730 p.m. Uh, at Children's Mercy Park. 
uh, followed, it immediately follows Canada versus Martinique. Now their times are a little wonky. You and I were talking about this before. They claim Canada versus Martinique starting at 5.30 p.m. And then USA versus whoever is starting at 7.30 p.m. That's not happening. You're not getting them exactly two hours apart. No, not at all. That will that will change. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a late game. Yeah. Um, but Sunday and then Thursday, July 15th, a late game scheduled for 830 probably will be closer to nine kickoff united states versus martinique and then next sunday the big one the united states takes on canada at 4 p.m and those are the, you know in, in terms of our group that's the big game so mm-hmm. you, you said a, a little bit how excited can you get if they're not going to take their roster selection seriously but this is kind of a big deal i think maybe for kansas city in terms of potential casey or World Cup 2026 host sites? I don't know. Are you, I mean, just your yeah. general thoughts on the Gold Cup, I guess. No, and, that's and something, it. That's, that's a good way to put it. I mean, it's, they want people to show out because this is, we are a, we are still in the running to be a host city, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we will, I think people will pack the place and more so now that Busio is, uh, you know, will potentially be on the field mm-hmm. at some point or another. But it's just, I do wish they were taking the competition a little more seriously. You know, I know it's just a, a gold cup, a CONCACAF, but the last competition, they seem to take a little little more serious. The the Nations League? Yeah, well. The Nations, uh, what was it called? The, the, the Nations League. They, I mean, the they allied, at least. Allied powers, what was it? <laughs> they at least picked a roster that probably is more similar to what their World Cup roster will look like. Exactly. And so what does that mean for the players on this team? Then obviously they got a little maybe a little chip on their shoulder, maybe a little something to prove. Uh, we weren't included in the last roster. So let's, let's show why we should have been there and maybe earn a trip to the world cup, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a tryout. It, it's a tryout and it's probably good for Buzio because, you know, he even said it makes it a lot easier for him being able to, to train in the compass minerals national performance center where they train sure. every single day. He's using the same locker rooms at, uh, the training center. He's going to be using the same locker room at Children's Mercy Park when he puts on the USA jersey. Um, he knows the ropes. Not the same, actually. There are two different locker rooms, but yeah, it's neither here nor there. Well, in the performance center. In the performance center, yes. Yeah. In in Children's Mercy Park, they I assume they use sporting yeah, locker room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, you're right. That's a good correction. They do. If you've ever toured the performance center, USA has a permanent locker room in there, and, and sporting has a permanent locker room in there. Kind of cool, really, being yeah. like a national training center for that, yeah. you know. But in terms of like recovery facilities and gym and and fields and all that stuff, he's 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 in a familiar environment. Yeah. Uh, th- this is you know, this is kind of an interesting thing when you know. They asked Bear Alter, Greg Bear Alter, the coach of the U.S. men's national team, why bring Buzio in now when he was not selected for the men's national team Olympic qualifying roster. Ah. Uh, and he said at the time he was getting used to the number six position. And there were questions about whether we had enough depth at that position with an list, a couple of, of people. Um, yeah. To, we all have excuses and, and, and he says, stink. <laughs> since then I've been really impressed with the way he's playing mostly at the six, but we also see him being able to play it in the attacking midfield position. It's about timing and it's about form. And his time has come. So I just think it's really interesting that, um, his time has come his time has come um you know 
it's really Buzio's performance at the number six that I think has opened up these doors for him. And I think it's, it's his performance at the number six that'll make him so valuable to teams overseas. And that's why SKC will get five, six, seven million dollars for him at least. But no doubt, you know, it's just kind of cool. To, and it'll be interesting to see how it um, how it goes. So yeah. we'll see. If you do want to watch Alan Polito in Mexico, assuming I, I can't believe Polito is going to play in this first game or two. But no way. There's no way, but can't if he doesn't if he's not available for selection though, he can't play in the rest of the tournament, right? I don't know the rules. Maybe okay. I thought I, I thought he I thought you could be selected, but if you aren't healthy enough to like play in the first match or maybe first couple matches, you can't stay with the team. Is that is that silly? I feel like I heard that somewhere. Did I, did I make it up? I do not know that for sure. I mean. Okay. Someone look it up right now. Look it up. Tweet at us. I haven't read that. I haven't heard that. I mean, he's on the the final roster, the twenty three yeah. player roster. Right, but it ha- there has to be, you know, like an eye, like an injured reserve or something. I think that's. I feel like that's a thing. I am. I just am. I making it up. I know. I, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. They, I mean, they changes. They, they change the rules so much. It's hard to know. Um, because I found like 2017 roster rules, but wow, it's uh, let's see. Um, a player may be replaced on the roster up to 24 hours prior to a team's first match of the group phase in the case of injury. So, okay, so he can stay on the team even if he's injured, but they they just they can replace only replace him. him up to a day before the game. Yeah. Okay, so he can stick with them for the whole damn tournament. But if he doesn't end up playing, it's not like like they can't replace him. If they get to, you know, 24 hours before their first game and they're looking at it and they're like, he's not going to be able to play anytime soon, they can yank him. But if they yank him, he's he's done. He can't come back. I I can't see them doing that. I could see them waiting until he's 100% or they wouldn't have called him in in the first place. Yeah. But, you know, Mexico's first game is Saturday, 9 p.m., opponent to be determined. Um in a perfect world, let's just hope Mexico gets knocked out of the damn thing. How about that? <laughs> Wednesday, July 14th, 8.30 p.m., Mexico takes on Curacao. And then uh, Sunday, July 18th at 9 p.m., Mexico takes on El Salvador. I'm going to go out on a limb and say against TBD opponent that did not automatically qualify, Curacao and El Salvador, Mexico's probably emerging from that group, the victor. That sucks. <laughs> the thing is, you, I dude, I have such... I love hate with this because like you want to see your player do well with their national team but then again it's mexico then again it's also mexico who is like kind of treated him poorly i guess with his fitness and he goes away and comes back injured for a few games like i just don't trust him does that make sense yeah i get it and that sucks man i hate feeling that way like i want to see you succeed man but i also want to see them take care of your body yeah that beautiful no, body I totally get it I totally get it. So we and shall stop see. Stop sharing those pictures on Instagram. <laughs> You're nasty. It is it it is rough to look at. <laughs> we shall I, I mean you saw the capillaries, man. Yeah. Um <laughs> I just uh, give you something new to Google every week. You know that, right? Capillaries. Whether it's words and terms and, and rules. I got you working the googs all day, man. You do have me working the googs. Um, I don't like that phrase at all. You don't uh, like the googs? <laughs> you got to goog it, dude. Um, the only thing that's just kind of breaking now as we're recording this, we don't know for sure. Hurricane Elsa? 
No, but it does oh. sound like so. Sporting KC will be in the League's Cup, and there is a reporter out of uh, Fox Sports Mexico and who has done stuff for the Guardian as well, who is saying that Sporting KC will play either Club Leon or Chivas in the League's Cup. So that's uh, you know. I thought that already been reported. I don't know that that got. I think those clubs that had been reported, those clubs were in the League's Cup. I don't know that we knew who we would be playing. Well, but, on my ticket, it says Sporting KC versus one of those two. It uh, does? Yes. Oh, well, I don't know. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm seeing it being reported now, and apparently oh. it's not breaking news. Dan, Dan <laughs> could have broke news just by taking a picture and tweeting his ticket. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that wasn't uh, – I mean, it's not listed there anymore under my ticket, so maybe they oh, told really? that. Maybe that wasn't news, but at one time, I swear to God, that was in my ticket bank on uh, SeatGeek. Sporting KC jumped uh, jumped the gun. So, God, dude, I could have, I should have screenshotted that. I could, I could have had the break. I could have the scoop. It apparently depends on uh, Leon's result in that Campion de Campiones, which I think is yes, uh, a very esteemed competition. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be kind of fun to take on Chivas, Polito's old team. I agree. I was so, thinking about that. We'll see. We shall see. Um, that's pretty much what I got for this week. There's some other Columbus opened a new stadium. Good for them. Austin scored for the first time in their new stadium. Good for them. Who yeah. Cares? I don't really like seeing Matt Beasler celebrate. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's chill it. Beasler. Come on now. Like you're right. talking about all, how much he loved it. I get it, but like, come on. He now. did. He loves the stadium. And I'm like, just you stop it. You shut your mouth. <laughs> it hurts a little bit. Just a little, man. Don't do that. All right. Put the yeah. salt down. Yeah. I mean, it is cool. Shout out to the crew, I guess. They saved the crew. They got a new stadium. Then they almost lost the crew because they were rebranded and then they saved the crew again. Yeah. And now they got jackhammers and men and women in hats. You know, they're, they're men at work. You know, <laughs> the crew. Yeah. So um, it is interesting. I guess the only thing to end, end this off with is. Um, Bet MGM has has odds for which teams will win their respective conferences. And uh, in the Eastern Conference, I'll give you the top three. Uh, New England Revolution at plus 300 odds. Orlando City plus 375. And the Philadelphia Union are tied with the Columbus Crew at plus 450. So those are the teams that they think will win the East. The West is a little interesting. Seattle at plus 160, which is huge, huge favorite. They're Pretty a huge favorite. That is um, a favorite? Huh? That plus one. That's that's the. Top I mean, com- one? compared to the rest of it, yeah, plus one sixty is is a, a. Those are crazy odds for winning the conference at this point. Um, LAFC is number two at plus three fifty, mm-hmm. and then Sporting KC at plus four fifty. And I think the reason I bring this up is I just have a bone to pick with when it comes to betting on MLS and bookmakers, the bookies, because. They do not watch the sport. They do not understand how good teams actually are. There is zero reason to look at LAFC in their performance this year and think they have a better chance at winning the West than Sporting Kansas City does, especially by an extra $100 in terms of odds. It's pretty wild, man. I think they look at uh, maybe player value, um, you know, maybe jersey sales. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's i hate it it's so stupid this is why you shouldn't bet on mls because the bookmaker the odds makers do not understand what's going on in the league so you're 
you know, sometimes you can get real good deals because of it, but don't bet on MLS. I can't imagine betting on a sport in general. It just sounds wild. I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. So do you, have you bet on MLS? Oh no. Oh, okay. I, do I've, you bet on sports? I've done like two or three bets on sports in my life. Oh, he's professional. I did one on the Chiefs back in the day when Andy Reid, or not Andy Reid, Alex Smith was the quarterback. I was in Vegas and it was playoff time. And I bet I bet on the Chiefs and I shouldn't have because clock management was not Andy Reid's forte. And uh, right. Chiefs lost. So no need to have clock management now when you just score 20 right. more points than the other team. Right. So um i did that and then i was in reno nevada one time for a work conference Mm. and it was during march madness so i put some money on a couple of basketball games it was like 20 bucks so interesting that scares me i i don't want to bet if i don't want to lose it i I just gotta be willing to throw it away you know like you fireworks crazies yeah so we'll see um it's interesting but uh don't bet on mls so oh hey i know you're wrapping things up now did I tell you I've seen a, I saw a couple of our uh, No Other Pod shirts out in the wild at the uh, Casey Woso game a couple weeks ago? Very cool. You did. And, and then a gal, I'm, I'm still getting kind of used to this, right? I don't, I, I have a face for radio. You know, I'm not even on, <laughs> we're not even on video here. Yeah. I hardly post pictures. But uh, I had a lady uh, yell at me and she goes, hey, Dan. And she's like, big fan of the pod. And I was just kind of shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you when I should have been, well, Hey, what's your name? Like, let's be friends. Like <laughs> instead I was just like, Oh my gosh, thanks. See ya. <laughs> That's okay. But it's, it's cool, man. And people are buying shirts and why wouldn't you dude? I wear mine all the time. Yeah. I, it's I the, the soft the t-shirt soft shirt, is very comfortable. So comfortable, man. I wear it to the movies. I wear it uh, to my dad's. I, I'm all over the place. Store. It's great. Yeah. If you, uh, if you have not worn it or bought one yet, you should. Um, go to uh, is there a sale going on or is that over? There's always sales going on, man. Like, I don't think there's one right now. Um, but you know, if if you want to wait for a sale, you can check back later. But if you just need that shirt, if you need it in time for uh, for the gold cup coming to town and uh, you want to wear it and, and rep no other pod at Children's Mercy Park, get on yeah. there. The link's in our bios, or you can go to bit.ly slash no other pod and get your, get your merch, man. We got victory pod merch that you can get now that we're on a victory pod run. We got pride merch out there that we're still selling. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff out there. Make sure you could get um, one of all the, uh, the, the blue and white logos and put it on a red shirt and you got red, white, and blue. You got all sorts of oh, cool wow. stuff that you could do. Yeah. I love so. that you're in control of things. It's like, we don't, we don't get to set what kind of shirts we sell we throw the designs out there and you put them on whatever you want mm-hmm. absolutely you know, it's pretty crazy it's pretty cool so go check it out um lots of cool stuff man i'm looking at it right now the the no other pod logo and the royals blue on the on the extra soft red shirt that's that's a that's a decent little red white and blue shirt if you want to rep no other pod to a u.s king wow better get the so, order in today go do us is coming man bit.ly slash no other pod or check the links in our bio uh, and then you know y'all, y'all know go take care of your bum too you got you got your manscape stuff now take care of your bum your backside go to hellotushy.com slash no other get your hello tushy bidet 10 percent off courtesy of no other pod and uh do what you gotta do so i think that's all we got for our good listeners this week uh yep, yep. 
Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Same handles for Instagram. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com, and make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Hashtag cute Kyrie.